It's the Kim Munson Show, analyzing the most important story. First of all, the student loan bailout. There's something inherently immoral about it. The latest in politics and world affairs. I think education has been hijacked. A number of years has kind of dissed people that work with their hands. Today's current opinions and ideas. Gosh, we should have been teaching kids kindergarten through high school about return on investment. If you're going to take on this debt, what is your ROI? Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation. Indeed. Let's have a conversation and welcome to the Kim Munson Show. Thank you so much for joining us. You're each treasured, valued. You have purpose today. Strive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. My friends, we were made for this moment. Thank you to the team I work with. That's producer Steve, producer Luke, Zach, Patty, Keith, Charlie, Echo, all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. Happy George Washington's birthday to you, producer Steve. Somehow I knew you wouldn't forget that or or you know pass it by. <laughs> Yes, it is George Washington's birthday, so we'll be talking with uh, about him with Scott Powell here in this first hour. And uh, also we'll be talking with Aaron Wood, who has his hat in the ring for state Colorado GOP chairman. Second hour, we'll talk with Trent Luce about 30 by 30. And I guess there was another train derailment with some toxic... Um, uh, cargo on it, and so we'll talk with him about that. It's also Wednesday, which means that's Hooter, at Hooters Restaurants, it's Wings Day. You buy 20 wings, you get an additional 10 for free. That's for to-go or to uh, dine-in. And uh, they have great specials for lunch and for happy hour Monday through Friday as well. Great sponsors of both the Kim Munson Show as well as America's Veterans Stories. And uh, you can find uh, there's uh, a lot of great information about them at my website. And <clears throat> Also, the story about how they became uh, sponsors of ours, and it's a great story about freedom and free markets and capitalism. So, again, you can find all that at my website, and that website is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter. You'll get first look at our upcoming guests as well as our most recent essays, and <clears throat> we'll be rolling out an essay on that Brad Beck uh, has uh, written on ideas, and I've got one percolating. Uh, producer Steve, that I think is going to be important. <clears throat> so I'm mentally working on what those details are going to be. So hopefully I'm going to have that ready for this week's newsletter as well. And you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com. And thank you to all of you who support us. We are an independent voice uh, searching for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. And we are, are working on a marketing bro brochure. As I mentioned, we are an independent voice. And uh, I would love to have your comments on the show. And uh, Zach and I talked about it. <clears throat> the best way to to, to probably do this is go to my website and then just put in uh, where you can put in comments and then that way we can collate that and put that all together and love to hear the positive comments and I love to hear about the things that we can improve upon because we are striving for excellence and I know that we have things that we can improve upon so I'd love to hear both of those from you and uh, our quote for today of course I decided to go to George Washington since it is his birthday and since we're going to be talking about him. And he was uh, also called the father of our country. He was born on February 22 in 1732. And he died in 1799. Uh, he was an American general and a commander-in-chief of uh, our colonial armies. And subsequently, he was the first president of uh, the United States of America. 
<clears throat> and he said this. He said, be Americans. Let there be no sectionalism, no north, south, east, or west. You are all dependent on one another and should be one in union. In one word, be a nation. Be Americans and be true to yourselves. That's uh, so prescient for what's going on today, Producer Steve. What uh, <clears throat> what do you call in Toastmasters the uh, when you do your, you know, the goal is to do uh, take an idea and and in, in a certain in amount three of three minutes it's called ta- it's called table topics table topics. I would like to have Barack Obama do a table topic on that quote. Right or Joe <laughs> Biden. Um, and, and you know, Steve, I was thinking about this because you and I, in the pre-call, were talking about this division in in Republicans right now, and 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 we hear this, and also as Americans, we need to come together. We need to come together. What do we need to come together on? I think that that's the question. What do we need to come together on? And I think that Washington and Lincoln would say we need to come together on this vision of the Declaration of Independence, that all men are created equal with these rights from God of life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. So when we talk about coming together, I think that's where we need to come together. And I was talking with someone yesterday about Reagan's quote, if you're with me 80% of the time, then you're my friend. And uh, I had said, I'm seeing Republicans that are with me maybe only 30% of the time. And that means that they're against me the other 70%. But the person that I was talking to said, but Kim, the other part is if the 20% that we're not together on are the things that undercut our constitutional rights, that undercut, and I'm paraphrasing, the vision of the Declaration, then we've got a real problem. And I thought, huh, I thought that was really interesting. What do you think about that, Steve? Well, my comment to you was <clears throat> precipitated off of looking you know, at the headlines and out of nowhere, we have Sarah Palin telling Ron DeSantis, hey, 2024 is not your year. You Maybe you can do it some other time. And I'm thinking, well, Mrs. Palin, who in the world are you? And uh, what's another one? I said, oh, Trey Gowdy's in the middle of trying to uh, clear the air over some comments that maybe Carrie Lake had made about DeSantis. But beyond these little nuances happening here and there, I'm thinking now of all times is when we need to putting on some level of unity in terms of pushing back about, you know, this plague that's taking over our nation. And we can't seem to do it on the conservative side. Well, okay. So we're going to talk a little, let's talk about Colorado. And uh, tonight, even though it is snowy and it's supposed to be cold, we are going to carry on and have the uh, Colorado Hispanic Republican, uh, Republicans, they are partnering with the Parker Conservatives for a forum tonight with the uh, candidates for the state GOP chair. And that's going to be in Parker, Colorado. You can get all the information at uh, Colorado Hispanic Republicans, and uh, we're planning uh, we're planning on doing it. Um, but the Senate Bill 101, and I that's what I'm I hope to be writing about this weekend. And this is was uh, sponsored by two Republican senators, Kirk Meyer and Gardner, and then uh, Representative Bradfield, all Republicans. And basically, it would gut the. 
the the caucus assembly uh, process here in America or here excuse me here in Colorado each each state ha- is different and in Colorado there's two different ways for a candidate that they can get onto the ballot one is by petitioning which that has really become a rich man's game uh, and again I'm was thinking about there were changes that were made in that process a few years ago, and I need to connect the dots on that that will make it more difficult for just grassroots everyday people to try to get onto the ballot. So it's become, that part's become a rich man's game. Uh, The other way to get onto the ballot is through this caucus assembly process. And caucus, the word used to, I used to not understand it, but it basically means meeting, meeting, coming together with your neighbors and uh, talking about the issues and electing delegates to go to the the, uh, the county uh, meeting as well as the state assembly or the state meeting uh, and to elect candidates to get onto the primary ballot. So there's two different ways. I think it's a robust system. Now, I know that there's people that have not been involved in the caucus pro- process for many years, but people are starting to show up at this because they care. And so this Senate Bill 101 would gut that process, in essence, censoring those voices and putting it over here into this rich man's game. And uh, there's a Republican operative that makes a ton of money with one of his companies um, through the getting getting the uh, signatures, the petition signatures. So that company stands to make a lot of money. But the other thing that I don't think people have thought about is the Secretary of State then is the one that verifies that the signatures are good. And so this puts all the power of who's going to be on the ballot uh, for both Republican and Democrats. But let's say you have a Democrat um Secretary of State, that uh, she basically could verify who's on the ballot, who's not. Uh, and that puts all the power of who the candidate is in the Secretary of State's hands. Do you not see that this is a very dangerous place to go, Producer Steve? Oh, uh, I agree. It, when, when it first popped up on our radar in the bill of the day thing, it was it was evident immediately. And and I don't know if you know. I, let me you know summarize my thought. Is like at a time where we need to be showing. Uh, you know, some level of unity, whether it's a national level or the state level or even local, we 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 don't seem to be able to do it. And I'm looking at this quote from Washington that you just read a while ago. And it's like, what what does it take? Well, uh, we're going to talk about that with uh, Scott Powell because he has some answers on that. He had this piece that was just published in Newsmax. Uh, and it says, Washington Lincoln recognized the nation's contemporary threats. So just fasten your seatbelt. We're right. going to get some answers here for your producer, Steve. I will be patient. Uh, our bill of the day is House Bill 231176. Uh, by Representative Wilson, re- uh, Republican. And this is a, this is a very good bill. Uh, and, um, it's a para-defined contribution plan for school personnel. And it says, current law allows only specified employees to participate in the Public Employees Retirement Association's defined contribution plan. Employer member contribution rates for PARA's defined contribution plan are fixed in statute and vary per division. Members of the school division of the Denver Public Schools Division of PARA are not able to enroll in the defined contribution plan, are enrolled in the defined benefit plan administered by PARA. 
This bill requires the para board to establish and administer a flexible defined contribution plan and gives para members who are hired on or after January 1, 2024 and who are members of the school division or DPS division. Uh, eligible employees, the option to participate in the flexible defined contribution plan. Uh, I know this all seems complicated, but what we have in Colorado right now is a defined benefit plan. And that means that is promising certain benefits to um, para recipients. And the program is probably very underfunded. Uh, and this is uh, the Public Empl- Employee Retirements Association plans. And so who, as, as and most um, most corporations have moved to, to defined contribution plans where people put money in, they will uh, manage their uh, retirement investments, and, uh, you know, how it works out is how it works out. Uh, a defined benefit plan, uh, the investments may not uh, pan out to, to um, actually pay for those defined benefits. And so ultimately, the way it's going to work in Colorado is then that, um, that uh, how can I, let's see, the, uh, the, the, the taxpayer is the one that's going to have to backfill that. And so in essence, the taxpayer is paying their Social Security taxes, and then they will have to backfill para as well. And so this is a great step in the right direction to move para employees over to a defined contribution plan versus a benefit plan. I know that's complicated. Steve, does that make sense? Because if you say it makes sense, then I know I've done my job. If not, I may have to work on that some more. You're going to... You're going to come over here to the studio and kick me. I was uh, trying to get your first guest on the line. (laughs) I I missed it. You want to go back and start over? Uh, Not particularly, but basically, this is trying. This is going to move uh, Para in the direction of a defined contribution plan and start to at least make a take a step towards um, shoring it up. And it's good for these these new younger employees as well. I would be surprised if the Democrats let this move forward, but hats off to Representative Wilson for taking taking a step at this because I think it's a step in the right direction. Hmm. Well, it's another one worth watching for sure. If you if you think that you know the the Dems are against it, well, okay, there's there's that that's very that, that telling. Could mean that it could it could mean that it's probably a good idea. You know, as you take a look at that, the show comes to you because I have a lot of really important sponsors, and one of those is the Roger Mangan uh, State Farm Insurance Team. And as a State Farm agent for 47 years, Roger Mangans has served his customers, provided for his family, and given back to the communities of Centennial, Littleton, Highlands Ranch, Inglewood, Greenwood Village, as well as Castle Rock. For help with your insurance needs, call Roger Mangan at 303-795-8855. Like a good neighbor, the Roger Mangan insurance team is there. This is called service. You hooked me up with auto and renters. Props to my insurance mentor. You made it easy to cover my bed in a box and my extensive collection of clocks. You know, I find it kind of funny that you also saved me money. You've got that good neighbor charm. Give it up. For State Farm. What do Albert Einstein, Thomas Edison, and Nikola Tesla have in common? None of these men graduated from college. But each of them had enormous intellectual curiosity. Scientist Dr. James Lyons Weiler is creating a new kind of educational model for the busy, intellectually curious. IPAC EDU. 
Classes are affordable and interactive, and experts in each of their fields with courses in biology, philosophy, analytics, health and wellness, political science, chemistry, regenerative science, and psychology. There is a spring 2023 course for you. Dash over to ipacedu.org, ipac-edu.org for more information and to register. That's ipac-edu.org. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter. And you can uh, email me at Kim at KimMunson.com. And thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. And uh, we're working on some marketing stuff. And I would love to have uh, some quotes from our listeners uh, regarding what we're doing. And uh, I'd greatly appreciate it if you go to the website and then just put that in in the um, a little contact area there with your comments, and that way we can collate those. Uh, we'd like to hear the, the good things as well as the things we can and improve upon because we're always striving for excellence. I'm thrilled to have on the line with me uh, Aaron Wood. He is uh, has his hat in the ring for state GOP chair. He's also the founder of a really important organization, Freedom Fathers. Aaron Wood, welcome to the show. Hey, good morning, Kim. Thanks for having me on today. Absolutely. So you've got your hat in the ring for state GOP chair. So my first question is, are you crazy? <laughs> uh, well, it's the crazy ones that make a difference, right? <laughs> uh, so why? I guess that's the question, Aaron. Why are you? Yeah. And, and tonight's the big forum um, at out in Parker, and people can buy their tickets at ColoradoHispanicRepublicans.org. So Why? Yeah, I know we're going to have a fun event tonight. I mean, I mean, the why is uh, it, it's not just a one one time. Just uh, woke up one morning and thought, man, you know what? I should just run for GOP chair. This is uh, kind of a culmination of the last couple of years of you know watching others get involved, women especially, and then my wife and my children. Um, you know, once you come after the kids, <laughs> that, that's a turning point in your life. And a, as a father and as a husband seeing my wife and kids protest mask mandates, speak out at school board meetings, and, and other women go ahead to, such as like We the Women, Liberty Girls. Um, I, I felt convicted. It's time to get off the sidelines. It's time to get involved. It's time to be a part of this and, and do what I can, use my skills and talents and my voice uh, to make a difference. And, you know, throughout last year, I, I got involved as a precinct committee person, uh, was a delegate to county and state assembly, and, and saw just how how wrong things are in the state GOP. It's like, this is our fighting apparatus, and it's so defunct and disorganized and lacks leadership and vision and purpose. But the, the core tenets are good. I mean, the, the Republican platform is solid. It's, it's a platform that benefits everybody. I, I, don't, I don't care what side of the equation you're on. Um, freedom benefits everyone. You know, putting the family first, putting our country first, um, reducing the size of government. This benefits everyone. And so after state assembly last year, you know, I'm kind of dual tracking here. I started Freedom Fathers because I needed a group of men to be a part of, and I, I couldn't find that, and God put it on my heart to start that group. And so we, we did that. We got involved. Uh, we got a group of men together, and we've been, you know, educating ourselves and participating in, in our communities and kind of standing in the gap, basically, uh, against all the progressive leftist agenda that is constantly uh, attacking us and uh, attacking our freedoms and rights. 
But then throughout all this, it, it stirred in my heart. You know what? You, somebody needs to lead this. And un, until I see the the right conservative leader step up, uh, I'm I'm running for this. And God put on my heart to run for GOP chair. Um, I'm an outsider. I've got an outside perspective. I'm a business guy. I'm a marketer. I'm a I'm a brand strategist and a data analyst. And I'm I'm taking the approach that I would take to any sort of business to the Colorado GOP that. It needs new branding, uh, but not just branding that's simply message-based, but branding that's action-based, to where it's like you're not just saying one thing and doing another. You're, you're practicing and demonstrating what you preach and what you believe in. And that's, that's what brought me into this, Tim. Well, and um, it, it's important to everyday people becoming involved like this. We've, we've been busy with our families and our jobs, and yeah. uh, we're waking up and we're realizing the radical activist Democrat, well, radical activists have taken over the Democrat Party. This is not the Democrat Party of JFK. And when people are looking at this D versus R, it's not a D versus R anymore. It it is, it's right versus wrong. It's, uh, do you love America? Call it what it is. Yeah. Yeah, it really, you know, to yeah, to have a, to have the term, the the radical activist left is so good on language to say gender affirming care when actually it's child mutilation, is is that's the battle that we're in. But I had several questions I wanted to ask you. I'm going to ask everybody, and I'm going to add one other question on that, and that is regarding division. But first thing. Uh, regarding having Republicans vote in Republican primaries, Democrats vote in Democrat primaries. It's called closing the primary. Where do you stand on that, uh, Aaron Wood? I I am 100% opposed to open primaries. Day one, um, either myself or any uh, worthwhile GOP chairman needs to be the lead plaintiff on the lawsuit to overturn Prop 108. I I look at it this way. I, I don't allow the competitor into my business to make decisions for my business and then leave. And you know, hire the wrong people to to work inside of an organization. It's the same thing with the primaries. It's like we are allowing Democrats to vote in Republican primaries, and they organize against us to choose what they feel are weak Republican candidates. And I, I know there's the there's the ideology that any R is better than a Democrat any day all the time. But you know, at the same time, we we want principled conservatives leading our party. We want the right people who are bold and will stand in our core platform and draw a line in the sand and say, this is what we believe in, bar none, end of story, that's it. And the, the primary being open is just a manipulation to where it's like we need to give people an option to either become a Democrat or become a Republican and not waffle in the middle and use this as a means to manipulate the outcomes of the primary election. Okay. Next question. Uh, I t- mentioned Senate Bill 101, which would gut the and ends proposed by Republicans. Um, it did die in committee, but uh, it basically would gut the assembly or caucus assembly process here in Colorado. Uh, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, well, good thing it died in committee. I'll tell you this. I'm, I'm a product of caucus and assembly. So I would say if, if you want to get rid of caucus and assembly, you want to get rid of voices like mine, which I would say are the grassroots. Uh, husbands, fathers, wives, grandparents, neighbors, regular everyday people are allowed to participate in this process. This is what freedom is all about. Uh, it's, it's not a pay to play. It's to get together with your neighbors and decide who your elected uh, representatives are going to be. The caucus and assembly needs to be strengthened. It needs to be maintained but made better. Uh, it needs to be something that people want to participate in and feel that they're effective in doing so. So we need to do our work 
to to make it better, but we also need to do our work to protect it and make sure that it doesn't go away. Okay. Next thing uh, are voter rolls. Uh, there are mail-in ballots flying all over the state, and um, the voter rolls, uh, I think, are dirty. Uh, what What's your thoughts about our voter rolls? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you'll find a, a parcel of land with no buildings on it, and there's like 20 people receiving a mail-in ballot at that location. But the voter, voter rolls are uh, a mess. They need to be cleaned up. They need to be, um, you know, analyzed. I mean, I, I'll tell you this, the mail-in ballot thing needs to go away. And, again, you know, dipping back to a comment you said earlier, the Democrats or the progressive left control the narrative and the definition. And I, I see a tweet from Jenna Griswold at least weekly um, praising mail-in ballots and how, how many people love the access to mail-in ballots. And, honestly, I, I think it's just, it, it's just wrong. I mean, I know people <laughs> that receive mail-in ballots for people that don't live in their home anymore uh, mm-hmm. or for family members that have moved away. And, just just knowing that and seeing that on a one-off basis, you know there's thousands of others that are just like that. Right, right. Okay, next thing, ballot harvesting. There are those that say that we need to go to work as Republicans and do ballot harvesting. In fact, one of our listeners said a great place for Republicans to ballot harvest would be in the black community and black churches. I don't, I'm not sure we could ever out-ballot harvest Democrats, but what do you think? Well, we have to at least start playing the game. And since the Democrats are playing the game and they are ballot harvesting, we need to get active in doing so. And I, I do agree. It's like the black communities, the black churches. Let's go beyond that. Let's just say the church in general. We should have ballot harvesting parties. It, there's there's legal parameters that we need to stay within, but it's one of these things. The Democrats are playing the game, and we're not even uh, participating at this point. Okay. Uh, next question, the Republican sponsorship of Senate Bill 23101, which I referred to, which would gut the caucus assembly process. Uh, we hear all this uh, talk about unity, um, but yet here we have Republican sponsorship of that particular um, piece of legislation. Your comments on that, Aaron Wood? Yeah, I think there's two, two pieces of unity within the Republican Party. There's, there's the side of unity that stands on the, on the values and tenets of the Republican platform, uh, the conservatives, the real true conservatives across the state. The other side is unified with Democrats and elitist consultants, and every, it, everybody gets rich while all of our policies are bad and the state continues to suffer. So I look at it this way. What, what are the intentions and motivations behind Republicans signing on to close the assemblies and get rid of caucus? Is it because they want a pay-to-play platform? Is it because they feel that they don't benefit by having who they figure are uninformed voters deciding who the representative should be? To me, that goes against all of the ideologies of freedom and the Republican platform. We, we need a Republican Party that just stands boldly on that. And, these, hey, if, if these are the, the folks that the neighbors in grassroots conservatives, everyday people want as their representatives, these are the people that we need. Instead of just you know continuing to elect for us, you know politicians, consultants, elitists that just you know want to benefit even through putting bad policy forward. Okay, Aaron, uh, would if people have questions, how can they reach you? Um, and I'm sure they do. They do have questions. So, what's the best way to reach you? Yeah, absolutely. One thing that I've heard uh, along this journey is, while well, you're a good listener, and I aim to be that. I've got two ears and one mouth. I, I want to listen more than I'm speaking. I put up a website, AaronWoodColorado.com. 
uh, super easy, AaronWoodColorado.com. There's information about me, information about my ideas uh, behind running and leading the Republican platform. I also link my Facebook page, my Twitter feed, but most importantly, my LinkedIn profile as well, too, because I, I'm a guy. I've got a career in marketing and business development and data, and I'm not a politician. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a consultant in, in the respect of, you know, politics. Uh, I also have a contact form on that site as well, too. I'm, I'm happy to have conversations with people. Uh, and, you know, hey, if the fiery darts come at me, that's, that's fine. That's what I'm here for. But I want to have constructive conversations and, um, you know, figure out a way to make this better. And if you want to be a part of that conversation, I'd welcome that. But, you know, if you, if you want, uh, you know, criticism without a solution, that's just a complaint. But I'm all okay. open to, to hearing people and listening and, and working together. Okay. And that is A-A-R-O-N, right? A- Aaron Wood, A-A-R-O-N, right. com. correct? You got it. Okay. Aaron, we'll see you tonight at the Colorado Hispanic Republican and Parker Conservatives Forum. So uh, stay warm, and we'll see you tonight. Yeah, looking forward to it. Thanks, Kim. And uh, let's go to break. When we come back, we are going to be talking with um, uh, Scott Powell regarding this really important piece that he has in Newsmax. Every family needs a healthcare team that has your child's best interest as the priority, and Roots Medical is proud to offer exactly that. At Roots Medical, we strive to empower and educate both parent and child about the importance of gut health, how to implement healthy changes in the home, and of course, all of the benefits that come with a fully optimized immune system. Same day and sickness appointments are available and easy to schedule. For more information, visit rootsmedical.net. That's R-O-O-T-S medical.net. Roots Medical, getting to the root of your healthcare concerns. There are always opportunities in changing markets, and the metro real estate market is no exception. That's why you need to work with seasoned REMAX Alliance realtor Karen Levine when you buy your home, sell your home, consider opportunities of a new build, or explore investment properties. Rising interest rates are spurring creativity, innovation, and opportunity in the real estate and mortgage markets. Kim Monson highly recommends award-winning REMAX realtor Karen Levine. Call Karen Levine today at 303-877-7516 for answers to all your real estate questions. That's 303-877-7516. You'd like to get in touch with one of the sponsors of The Kim Monson Show, but you can't remember their phone contact or website information. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Mom, why is it so cold in the house? Is the thermostat broken? The Public Utilities Commission approved another rate increase, and I can't afford the bill. Colorado families are struggling to make ends meet. It's time to hold the Colorado Public Utilities Commission accountable and take the burden off our families. Don't get cold feet. Turn up the heat on the Colorado Public Utilities Commission. Visit nomorerateincreases.com to make your voice heard. Paid for by Americans for Prosperity. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter there. And you can email me at Kim at Kim com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues 
through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. I'd greatly appreciate it if you go to the website and in the comments sec- uh, section, if you would put in uh, your comments, what you like about the show, things we can improve upon, I would greatly appreciate that. And before we get to Scott Powell, uh, we had a listener on the text line, which I will uh, hold on here. Our text line, our new text line is 720-605-0647. And I was talking about this uh, uh, bill of the day uh, regarding uh, the defined contribution uh, option here for uh, PARA. And uh, our listener said a defined contribution plan allows you to take your money with you when you leave employment and it frees the government from the liability and government would mean the taxpayer would mean us of providing a lifetime of retirement funding. So thank you to our listener who reached out on that. I greatly appreciate it. Uh, Scott Powell is a great guest and um, typically we have him on for special occasions because he's written this really great book, Rediscovering America, how the national holidays tell an amazing story about who we are. He is a senior fellow at the Discovery Institute on the Center on Wealth, Poverty, and Morality. He has a very important piece that uh, was just recently published at Newsmax, and it's titled Washington and Lincoln Recognize the Nation's Contemporary Threats. Scott Powell, welcome to the show. Kim, it is wonderful to be with you. Great to have you as well. And in fact, about, oh gosh, two months ago, Colonel um, Bill Rutledge, who re- is retired United States Air Force, um, and he's, I think he's, I think he had a birthday. I think he's 94, but he is a great fan of yours. And uh, he got your book, which I think everyone should have, Rediscovering America, How the National Holidays Tell an Amazing Story About Who We Are. And he said, you need to get Mr. Powell on for uh, Washington's birthday. And if Colonel Rutledge says do it, I'm going to do it. So here we are, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> 94 years old. Wow, what a great what a great patriot. What a great hero. Oh, my gosh, he is. And, in fact, we're going to have him on on Friday. He wanted to talk about Washington from a military standpoint. So we'll talk with Colonel Rutledge then. But wanted to talk great. about Washington. That'll be a great program because he was, oh. you know, many people <clears throat> have criticized him for not having really the military skills. But um, the reality is that uh, he had remarkable skills, and it doesn't always work in warfare because there's this friction of war that you can't always control. Um, but he was uh, Washington was masterful in many ways. Well, where do you want to start? And I also want to talk about this piece in Newsmax um, because uh, we kind of teed it up with producer Steve regarding where we are in America right now and what do we do. But so I'm going to follow your lead on this, uh, Scott. Where, where do you want to start with Washington? Well, we could just start with where Americans are right now, and I think that there is an awakening of Americans that the freedoms and the rights and the opportunities that, you know, that we have all taken for granted for generations are being taken away from us. Um, and and it, is, it really has accelerated under the Biden administration. We saw it in the Obama years, but we've certainly seen it accelerate in the Biden years. And 
How do, yeah, how question we, how on that, Scott. It? Don't you think? Don't you think that the Biden administration is just an, an, an extension of the Obama administration? And and the way I think they I had do. this teed up was Obama, Hillary, Trump's in there. It changes things. Uh, but I think that that we were on this march, and Trump kind of um, threw That's some right. fly in the ointment on it. Oh, you're absolutely right. Yes, he he <laughs> he he upset he upset the. What well, the 16-year plan? The 16-year plan was two terms of Obama and then two terms of Hillary, and he upset us all. So, <clears throat> uh, but we're dealing—you know—we're dealing with hidden powers, um, the administrative state, also known as the deep state, uh, and uh, I think people are finally waking up to the fact that we, you know, that we, that our current government is against the American people. Uh, it's it's not doing anything to really help the American people. Take, for instance, Biden's trip to, uh, to Ukraine on President's Day, and then his, his speech over there where he announced that some of the aid that he was giving to Ukraine was going to go to help the people in their pensions. I mean, our Social Security program is broke. How can we, and our nation is laden with more debt than it's ever had, how can we be helping the pensions of Ukrainians when, when we're not, when our own situation in America uh, is precariously unstable and likely to collapse? It's, it's just, it's almost unbelievable. It is unbelievable. It, yes. it, it is. It's totally unbelievable. Unbe- so... <laughs> So anyway, so so you know, President's Day is kind of unique among the American holidays, uh, in in giving insight on these two great presidents. And first of all, I think it's important that Americans, uh, that your listeners understand that President's Day was really sort of an artificially created holiday. The original holidays were uh, were Washington's birthday and Lincoln's birthday. Lincoln never got the the national stature of a, of a national holiday for him. So most people didn't get the day off on Lincoln's birthday, except in some states like Illinois, I think, Kentucky, Indiana, perhaps. Um, but Washington's birthday, we all got up. We, we all got the day off. It was a national holiday and had been for some time. And then in 1968, the politicians uh, that are always looking to, you know, to improve their own lot, decided that wouldn't it be a good idea to create, instead of having all these holidays that come up in the middle of the week, why, why don't we all move them to Mondays? So we'll just have floating holidays, and we'll have long weekends for all our government workers. They can have you know more mini vacations. So the, the, the Uniform uh, Monday Holiday Act was passed in 68, went into effect in 71, and that's when... Washington's birthday was sort of consolidated with President's Day, which would fall on the third Monday of February. Uh, so that's that's how, uh, you know, President's Day came into being. In my chapter in the book, Rediscovering America, it does focus on the two presidents of February. That's Washington and uh, and Lincoln. And it's, you know, it's unique among Mer- American holidays because um, – these two great presidents um, were very prescient in seeing um, the future, and, and it's really quite remarkable. Both of them said that 
America would not ever face a foreign invasion. In other words, our, our security as a nation wouldn't be threatened by an invasion from a foreign power, but rather our greatest threat was internal decline. Uh, you could call it subversion. You could call it, um, you know, you, you, you could call it different things. And uh, Washington identified it as, a, as being threefold. Uh, he said that in his farewell address, he, are, he, he identified three things that uh, Americans should be aware of that would, would result in their decline. First of all was the failure of citizens to be well-informed. You know, in a democracy where people are voting for their, you know, for, for their government, for the leaders of their country, they need to be reasonably well-informed to choose the right candidate, right? Uh, so it, when people are poorly informed, democracy doesn't work very well. <clears throat> Second, uh, he pointed, uh, this is Washington, this is in his farewell address where he's, where he is describing uh, the three things that would lead to America's decline. The second point was internal division because of party factions and hyper-partisanship. You know, he was really, when Washington was the first president, there weren't clearly defined parties, as a matter of fact. Um, so he, he saw that the political parties could create a problem because they would create division in the country. And I think we've seen that uh, borne out. And the third thing, the third uh, source of decline would be the decline of religious obligation and what he called national morality. Now, if we don't see these three things being directly uh, driving forces to our decline, I, I, I don't know. People are not paying attention because I, I would say those are three key areas that we can all see. Now, uh, Lincoln... He, he saw it a little differently. He, he said, though, and I'll quote him, he said, the approach of danger cannot come from abroad. It must spring up amongst us. And then he went on to observe in another, in another speech at one point, he observed that corporations have been enthroned and an era of corruption in high places will follow. And the money power of the country will endeavor to prolong its reign by working upon the prejudice of the people until all wealth is aggregated in a few hands and the republic is destroyed. Now, if we don't see that today, I mean, Lincoln was prescient in a different way. Mm -hmm. um, we, we see a concentration of wealth in the technology sector, and we see that the technology sector is really leading the charge, if you will, in undermining free speech, uh, and, uh, you know, the transhuman agenda. I mean, tech, the technology sector, this aggregation of wealth is now funneled into politics. We all heard the story of Mark Zuckerberg, you know, giving $400 million to help uh, ballot harvesting by purchasing, you know, deposit boxes for the ballots in, in cities in, in Georgia, I think, and in, and in, in Wisconsin. He, he might have affected and, the election. This money, this $400 million might have cha changed the balance of power from a technology guy. And, of course, ballot and, harvesting is, is a perversion of the system uh, of our electoral system. 
So, Scott, just a couple of things. Um, Colorado has been at the tip of the spear with their, their and, and we're coming in again now with, um, I'm going to be talking about, I'm talking about it over time here. Uh, but uh, a big money guy that's been working on trying to affect our elections and he's back. Um, but you mentioned Mark Zuckerberg and the $400 million, which went to a nonprofit, the Center for Tech and Civic Life. So let's right. just think about this. First of all, the Zuckerbergs get a tax write off because they gave it to a nonprofit. That's so there's right. that kind of that five, subversion. Five, five, of, five, one, C3, yeah. Yeah. But then that Center for Tech and Civic Life, the Republican candidate for secretary of state, which is a secretary of state's in charge of elections, sits on the board of that particular nonprofit. I, I'd call it an NGO. And it's important to connect the dot. We wonder, you know, why we're in the situation we're in. That's one of the reasons, Scott Powell. Oh, the, yeah, the conflicts of interest are just, in you know, egregious now in our country and um the, the you know the institutions that we set up to serve our country have all been distorted and and perverted really so that the nonprofit sector the charitable sector which is to help the needs of people and help education have all been highly many of them have been highly politicized and and these institutions are are really funding the destruction of our country. It it is so remarkable what is happening right now and it's it's really it is really beyond belief. It is beyond uh, belief. Yeah. And we we have these important conversations because we have some really great sponsors and one of those great sponsors is Three Points Financial. Three Points Financial, a comprehensive fee-only financial and tax-focused company, considers all the pieces of a client's financial life. There are no sales or commissions involved, and all advice is fiduciary, putting the client first. Mary Alpers and Steve Cruz, co-owners of Three Points Financial, take time to work with you regarding decisions that affect your financial present and future. Whatever is happening in our world and with our economy, you have financial goals that matter. And Three Points Financial offers personal, real-time plans for savings, retirement, investments, and taxes, both tax efficiency and preparation. There is no better time than now to focus on your financial situation. If you are interested in learning more, contact threepointsfinancial.com to schedule a no-obligation introductory call. Inflation is rocking our boats, especially for individuals on fixed incomes. If you are 62 years or older, mortgage specialist with Polygon Financial Group, Lauren Levy, can help you navigate this inflation squeeze with a reverse mortgage. Additionally, if you are considering buying a new home, refinancing your existing home, or consolidating high interest debt, it's not too late to lock in an interest rate before interest rates increase again. Don't wait. Kim Munson recommends you call Lauren Levy today at 303-880-8881 for a no-cost consultation. That's Lauren Levy at 303-880-8881. Finding a firearm or training course can be intimidating for anyone, especially when you're new at it. Franktown has everything you need to get started or to improve with a firearm. Franktown is a family-friendly gun store and are invested in the success of their customers, no matter what your age, gender, or experience level is. Franktown sells firearms and ammo at or below MSRP, has an indoor range on site, and offers tactical and safety training. Franktown Firearms is always a safe and easygoing environment 
environment for all customers. Come to Franktown for a comfortable, no-pressure experience when shopping or learning about your firearm with approachable experts dedicated to your development as the owner of a firearm. Franktown Firearms has everything you need to get started and or to improve on any background experience. Visit klzradio.com slash franktown to schedule your firearms training today or find more information at franktownfirearms.com. Franktown Firearms, where friends are made. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter and you can email me. At Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force. Force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. Uh, tonight, get your tickets. It is the forum for the uh, candidates for the state GOP chair here in Colorado. And it is being sponsored by the Colorado Hispanic Republicans as well as the Parker Conservatives. It's in, in Parker, Colorado. And you can get your tickets at Colorado Hispanic Republicans. Com. I will be moderating that, so thrilled about that as well. And before we get back to Scott Powell, I wanted to mention the USMC Memorial Foundation. It is a nonprofit that I love. Uh, as you know, all the work that we've done with America's Veterans Stories, which is a great honor to get to do that. I've gotten to know the uh, all the folks over there at the USMC Memorial Foundation. Paula Sarles and her team are working to raise the money for the Marine um, remodel, Marine Memorial Remodel. Uh, it's located out at Six and Colfax, and you can help them by going to USMCMemorialFoundation.org to contribute. And my friends, it is so important to honor those that have been willing to give their lives for our country or have given their lives for our country. And uh, you can do that again at USMCMemorialFoundation.org. So thrilled to have on the line with me Scott Powell. Uh, He has this important book, Rediscovering America, uh, How the National Holidays Tell an Amazing Story About Who We Are. And it is really one of those books that each of us should have in our Freedom Library for our kids, for ourselves, our children, and our grandchildren. It is an excellent book, um, Scott Powell, and I thank you for writing it. Well, thank you, Kim. And I I would... uh tell the audience that it's it's an easy read. I purposely wrote the book for for busy people. Um and it, it has a, it, it's very profound and yet it's an easy read. It's uh not very long, 210 pages and it's broken into chapters that tell the American story in you know in stories, in story form. You know, the Bible is the perennial bestseller. And why is the Bible such a good communicator of truth? Because it tells stories. We tend to remember thing, uh, remember things best when they're told in story form. So that's what Rediscovering America really does. And the story that we're talking about today is on President's Day in these two great presidents. And so let me share a couple of a couple of things about these two presidents that uh, perhaps you hadn't realized. Uh, both both presidents, that's that's Washington and Lincoln, readily admitted that it was not their own abilities that made the difference, but rather their faith, trust, and reliance on God that gave them their strength and opened the way for their success. Really incredible. And it's also interesting that both these two great presidents are kind of unique in all the history of presidents. Not entirely unique, but it's interesting that these two were homeschooled and neither of them attended college. They had no college education. Whereas most of the early founders, a lot of the founders came from Virginia, 
and there was this, you know, a university system there, and they came uh, from the, the Boston, some of the, you know, the Adams family, uh, you know, the, the Ivy League schools. Uh, Harvard was established early in the history of the country. So many of our founding fathers, <clears throat> and then John John Witherspoon uh, took over the, I think it was called the College of New Jersey, which ultimately became uh, Princeton University. And many, many of our statesmen were trained there. But isn't it interesting that these two greatest presidents did not go to college and that they were so wise? So there's, there's hope for everybody. Well, um, and, and uh, to Lincoln, and I imagine with Washington as well, uh, they were very well read, though. Oh, very and well I think, read. Yeah. And, and so being able to well read... read and also, it's not just being able to read, but the things that you read. I, I, I mean, there's so much junk out there, and um, we only have a certain amount of time in each day, and we have to choose what we do with that. And if you're going to read, read, read something worth, you know, worth reading. I remember my my father, who has a high school education. My grandmother had an eighth grade education, which if if you go to the Saline County, Kansas exam, an 1895 exam, uh, to, uh, graduate from eighth grade. Uh, I, I would say there's people with doctorates that cannot answer those questions. And, and, but part of it was because they could read and they read things that really mattered. My dad would quote Shakespeare to me as a child. And that's because he, he learned it in school. It's pretty amazing to me. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you know, home, homeschooling is, it's thriving in America, partially because people are waking up to the failure of our public government school system. And so um, isn't it nice to know that two of your greatest presidents were homeschooled? <laughs> oh, that's a, that, is, that is such a great nugget that people will have all day. Uh, Scott Pell, it goes really quickly when you're on the show. We've got about three minutes. What else do you want people to know about these two great presidents? Well, I mean, I, I guess... Right now, I, I think our country is uh, one of the greatest threats uh, to our country is, you know, is, is the loss of free speech. And it is, after all, the cornerstone of the republic. Um, you know, one is reminded of Ben Franklin's warning to future generations that there is no such thing as public liberty without freedom of speech. Um, and, you know... We're always trying to get at the truth, right, in our lives. We, we hope that we all are trying to understand what's going on and get at the truth. If you're a scientist, you want to you, you want to use the scientific method to arrive at understanding, uh, you know, the physical, the, the laws of science. Uh, in our life, we want to understand the truth because it protects relationships. You know, when you when you live by truth, you never have to worry of what lie you told. <laughs> Your life is, is great wow. is greatly simplified, but but free speech is so essential to getting at the truth. A lot of people don't get this point. You don't want to eliminate free speech for the very reason is that you're going to undermine the whole process of discovering truth and making the right decisions because you got right decisions come out of understanding what works, what's true. And so uh, we, we, need, we need to uphold free speech in America, and we can't tolerate 
you know, what's going down. I mean, the, the enemy is trying to take away uh, free speech on so many different levels, even just the language, right? They want to corrupt mm-hmm. the language. The, 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 yes. the pronoun revolution is just... A, it's unbelievable. It is. Think about applying is, that in the military service. You know, it's yes, sir, yes, ma'am. Well, if you if, if the pronouns get adopted, you can't say those things. I mean, this is just crazy. It, it is crazy, but I I'm encouraged. I mean, this the voice that you have, Scott Powell. Uh, this piece that you've written in Newsmax, I'd re- uh, recommend that people check that out because it is a very important piece as we reflect upon um, George Washington and. Um, Abraham Lincoln. And again, the book that you've written, I would highly recommend that people have that. Uh, it's a great gift to give to kids and children and grandchildren as well. And that is Rediscovering America, how the national holidays tell an amazing story about who we are. Scott Powell, thank you so much. And I know that Colonel Rutledge is going to be happy that we got this interview. Uh, I'd like to meet him someday. You, you, you well, give you're my at- very best wishes, will you? I will do that. All and right. let's try to make that happen. So Scott Powell, okay. thank you so much. Thank you, Kim. And again, that very important piece is at Newsmax uh, by Scott Powell. And our quote for the end of the show is George Washington. And he said this, but if the laws are to be so trampled upon with impunity and a minority is to dictate to the majority, there is an input at one stroke to Republican government and nothing but anarchy and confusion is to be expected thereafter. So my friends today, be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals and like Superman, stand for truth, justice and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you and God bless America. Stay tuned for our number two. Young, like a new moon rising, fierce, through the rain and lightning, wandering out into this great unknown. It's the Kim Munson Show, analyzing the most important story. First of all, the student loan bailout. There's something inherently immoral about it. The latest in politics and world affairs. I think education has been hijacked. A number of years has kind of dissed people that work with their hands. Today's current opinions and ideas. Gosh, we should have been teaching kids kindergarten through high school about return on investment. If you're going to take on this debt, what is your ROI? Is it freedom? Or is it force? Let's have a conversation. Indeed, let's have a conversation. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show, hour number two. Thank you so much for joining us. You're each treasured, valued. You have purpose today. Strive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your your body. My friends, we were made for this moment. Thank you to the team I work with. That's producer Steve, producer Luke, Zach, Patty, Keith, Echo, Charlie, all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. It is Ash Wednesday, uh, producer Steve. So this is the beginning of Lent. And Lent is a time of real reflection uh, regarding our Christian faith. And so today is Ash Wednesday. I will not get to go to church because I will be moderating the Colorado Hispanic Republican um, 
forum this evening. Uh, they're partnering with the Parker Conservatives to do that. That's out in Parker, Colorado. You can buy your tickets by going to Colorado Hispanic Republicans uh, dot. Whew, let me check right here. It is dot org. Colorado Hispanic Republicans dot org. And I'd I'd love to have you join us. Maybe you can go to a um, earlier service and then for Ash Wednesday and then join us. I did have um, somebody challenge me. They said, "Now, Kim, what do you think God would want you to do?" And I'm like. That's a good question, but I have committed to uh, do this for him, and I'm excited to do it, Producer Steve. <laughs> yeah, he made you with a, one of those big wind-up things in your back, and <laughs> and you're wound up, and you're all constantly on the go. So, yes. Yeah. So, but, uh, and, and he does want Christians to be involved in the public square. Uh, those that think that that's not the case, uh, I, 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 he put us here to, to live a life and, and to, um, um, to do that. And so, um, that's what we need to do. But it is Ash Wednesday, which is a very holy day. And I am sorry to miss, miss that this evening. And I don't have a, an option earlier in the day that I can make that. So, so anyway, but it is a very, very important day. I uh, great conversation with Scott Powell in the first hour that will rebroadcast today, one to two in the afternoon. Uh, Steve, uh, is there any particular takeaway? What I was hoping that you would would take away from that is what he said regarding uh, George Washington, his concern about the American Republic and when it would be in peril. And that is, is first of all, the failure of citizens to be well-informed. And so that is why we do the show is to help you get your brain around these issues uh, and searching for truth and clarity on these issues. But I also think that is, is by design. There is so much information coming at people that is hard to discern what, you know, what all that information is. And so there is a real responsibility to become well-informed and well-informed looking at these issues on this, these principles of America. And those principles are all of us are created equal because we're created in the image of God. And we have these rights from God of life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. That is what we need to come together on. That is what Washington and Lincoln came together on. And that is where we need to find our unity. Steve, I'm, I'm hoping that that was helpful. I dare say that maybe the citizenry of the day of Washington might've been you know, across the board, better informed than than we, than we are today. And in fact, it's gone so far the other direction, I can't help thinking that the people who hate America, the people who seem to be bent on tearing it down, are counting on it. Oh, they, they are. And then to Lincoln's point, and I remember my dad telling me this quote, that if America is ever destroyed, it won't be by outside enemies. It will be from within. And that is what we are seeing. And as Scott mentioned, the, I didn't know that about Joe Biden has promised money to the Ukraine to shore up their pension system when our Social Security system is under duress. Uh, I mean, look no further than that. Is that not the... I mean, we're taking money out of our young people's checks uh, to pay for Social Security. And we have seniors that are, are depending on it and blowing up our debt to give money to Ukraine. This just doesn't make any sense, Steve. Well, when I told them, I just now mentioned the people, the forces that are seem to be lining up against us, the people who hate America. I would have to put, you know, again, my opinion only, my I would have to put Mr. Biden at the head of that list. 
Boy, I tell you, if, if you look at the actions, and that's the conclusion you can come to. But okay, uh, but we just you know we just backed up our own conversation here. How many people know what he's up to when he comes to you know, bolstering up? Uh, you know this. What is it? What do they call it over there? Social Security. Mm-hmm. What What is it what, that he's bolstering or wanting to do? Yeah. And then how many in, in the people in this country will will come to know that? I just. Yeah, well, you know, there's gonna. I, I'm gonna give you 20 percent of people will, you know, just not be informed. But there's a whole big group that's waking up, and that's our job, is to continue to shed uh, truth and light on what is happening. And and what and what? Yeah, Washington said it. A little bit of truth, and I'm paraphrasing, but a little bit of truth goes a long way. A little bit of light goes a long way. And and you just think about it, Steve. If you're in a dark room and you light a match, it changes things. And 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 that's what we're doing is we're lighting a match on this. And uh, as we we talk to these candidates for Colorado State GOP chair, uh, there are people, everyday people, that have become very concerned about what's going on. So I, I want to go to our quote for the day from George Washington, and then I have got to get to uh, one headline that I want to mention, and that is first of all. George Washington is also known the father of our country, was born on February 22, 1732, and he died December 14, 1799. Uh, He's an American general and commander-in-chief of the colonial armies in the American Revolution and subsequently first president of the United States. He said, be Americans. Let, let there be no sectionalism, no north, south, east, or west. You are all dependent on one another and should be one in union. In one word, be a nation, be Americans, and be true to yourselves. And that is what we can unite around, is being Americans. Hmm. And it's a country that was founded on this vision that all of us are equal because we're created in the image of God with these rights from God of life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. Uh, this, uh, I want to mention this Denver Post article regarding Colorado State University. Colorado State University has, uh, there's fine professors there, but there's some very radical uh, professors there as well. And uh, the new CSU president is Amy Parsons, and this is her priorities. Just just tell me what you think about this regarding education, Uh, that their priorities are faculty compensation and student growth. What's missing in that, Steve? Faculty hmm? compensation and student growth. Those are the priorities? That's the priorities. How about a great education for each student that goes there? Oh. That they graduate with the tools to go out and um, be a productive citizen, uh, with the tools to create a business or be really good as, as an employee uh, at their jobs. How about that? What do you think about that? And don't you think that if that was the focus, then the other things would fall into place as far as faculty compensation and student growth? Yeah. What do you think? Everything you mentioned, though, is a distant third compared to those other two things. But you're right. If they put their prime reason for existence first, all those other things would be, you know, you you wouldn't even be talking about them. They just they would happen. Right, right. And it goes on to say, the good memories from Parsons College days motivate her to ensure the students, staff, and faculty of the billion-dollar CSU system have just as pleasant memories associated with their time at that land-grant university. Is that really what we're we're doing? And and kids are taking on student loan debt to have these great memories? It's like, come on. I think there's a problem with that, Producer Steve. 
taking on that student loan debt to take what you know what type of courses that further their 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 growth Right. And I will tell, I, I do know, I do know for sure that uh, Colorado State University, we'll just back up. Um, everybody talks about the blueprint, and that's where uh, the book regarding Rep Bridges, Jared Polis, Pat Stryker, and Tim Gill uh, got together and they decided to take over Colorado politics. The guy that really brought them in to do that was Al Yates, who was the head of the uh, head of CSU in the late 90s. It's important to connect that dot. Mm. And uh, so uh, college, yes, I, it's great to have great memories. That's not the job of the, the president to make sure that kids have good memories. It's, it's that they have a rigorous, rigorous education and, and not and not censoring speech. I mean, we're seeing. Seeing that happen on college cam- campuses as well, that should be one of her one of her priorities. Should be a rigorous education with rigorous uh, conversations and making sure that we have freedom of speech. How about that, Steve? I like that idea. Well, you know, thank you for educating me just now. The other four names you mentioned, those I knew, but I didn't know about Yates. Yep. yep. Wow. Yep. So that's important to know that. That's why you get some nuggets. Actually, there's been a lot of nuggets of, of great information today on the show, and they come to you because I have a great a great group of sponsors, and one of those is the Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance Team, and they can create personalized insurance plans to cover all your needs from for protection for your cars to your home, condo, boat, motorcycle, business, and renter's coverage. Contact the Roger Mangan Team now at 303-795-8855. For a complimentary appointment, again, that's 303-795-8855. Like a good neighbor, Roger Mangan's team is there. Great news. I just got the State Farm personal price plan on our home and auto insurance. You told our agent about my thing for romance novels? No, you don't have to get that personal. Our agent just helped me choose affordable options to create a personalized price just for us. Oh, sweet. Then you won't believe the love triangle Jen is in now. Prices vary by state. Options selected by customer. Availability and eligibility may vary. Home ownership, a place to call your own, has created wealth for Coloradans throughout the years. Award-winning realtor Karen Levine with Remax Alliance understands the importance of home ownership. Karen Levine works tirelessly at the local, county, state, and national levels to protect your property rights. With nearly 30 years' experience as a Colorado realtor, Karen Levine will help you navigate the metro real estate market, whether you're buying your home, selling your home, considering a new build, or exploring investment properties. Call Karen at 303-877-7516. That's 303-877-7516 for answers to all your real estate needs. You'd like to get in touch with one of the sponsors of The Kim Munson Show, but you can't remember their phone contact or website information. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N, dot com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N, dot com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter there. And you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We are an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to use force to do it. 
Uh, and Joe Biden has been using all kinds of force with his pen, with his executive orders. And I wanted to talk with Trent Luce about that. Trent Luce is a sixth generation farmer and rancher, and he's traveled the world to talk about American farming and ranching, how we have, uh, have fed not only ourselves, our country, uh, but the world that, and we're seeing our energy security and our food security at risk because of public policy. And, uh, we've got this executive order we've got to talk about. Trent Luce, welcome to the show. Can't believe it's Wednesday already, Kim. And these weeks I know, go it's, by fast. They do. And it's Ash Wednesday also, uh, which is oh, hard to is. believe that we're coming into Lent. How did that happen? We must be having a blast. There's a lot of fun stuff going on, apparently. (laughs) I know it. I know it. So, hey, uh, last week you and I were talking about this 30 by 30. Now, this is a World Economic Forum agenda kind of thing. When they when they say by 2030 that we regular people will own nothing, of course, they say we'll be happy about it. Like, how are they going to do that? And one of the ways is high taxation, fees, regulations. Uh, another way is high inflation. Uh, but another way is what Joe Biden is doing regarding this 30 by 30 conservation plan. And I checked this out. This is from High Country News. And it says a week after Joe Biden became president, he signed an executive order. Again, this didn't go through Congress that announced his commitment to protecting 30 percent of U.S. land and water over 720 million acres by 2030. Now, I love the language protecting. What does that mean? But it brought cheers from conservationists and stakeholders who badly needed a break from the Trump era's incessant environmental deregulation. And then on May 6th, the Department of Interior published Conserving and Restoring America the Beautiful. I love, I love how they couch, um, totalitarianism in these words. Um, uh, uh, Trent, uh, so what's your thoughts? So I've spoken in 42 states on this very topic, Kim, in the last 18 months. I, I was a moderator for the very first meeting talking about 30 by 30. That was March the 9th, 2021. And if you'll think about March of 2021, we'd all been told we couldn't go anywhere for the last 14 months or so. And we did not know when we organized this meeting in Valentine, Nebraska, at the high school, we didn't know if we'd have 20 people or 200. And we talked about 30 by 30, and people need to know about what's going on with this Biden initiative, which I'm going to explain that in a little more detail going forward. We had 420 people show up at this first meeting, and it was like, oh, this is something people really want to know about. And so for the next 18 months, I I found a way to be in 42 different states talking about 30 by 30. And you're exactly right. Exactly right. It was January 27th, Executive Order 14008 that Joe Biden signed, which, by the way, I would encourage anybody to go read the executive order because it's 57 pages long. And only two paragraphs are devoted to what you and I are talking about. The other 56 pages of this executive order are about the plans to remove fossil fuels from our energy supply. That's what 56 of the pages are devoted to in this executive order. But what we want to talk about today is 30 by 30, which did not come from the Biden administration. That came directly from the United Nations. People have been hearing about farmers in the Netherlands 
who are protesting and going crazy because they're being told they have to get rid of 30% of their animals, 30% of their land. Same thing's happening in Ireland. Canada, the same thing's happening. This is a global plan to remove 30% of land and water from food production. And just like it's on QCAM, you and I, uh, we were going to talk about this, but yesterday, Jane Fonda, the favorite of every conservative in America, Jane Fonda goes to the United Nations in New York and presents a petition that 5.5, this is what's reported, 5.5 million people have signed a petition from 150 countries, 157 to be exact, requesting that the United Nations designate 30% of the ocean in the world to be a sanctuary for fish where no fishing, hunting of fish or anything is allowed because the fish deserve to be our friends, not our food. I am not kidding you. That's what she said. And this number keeps popping up, Kim. 30% we want to remove from the food production, food and energy production sector. That creates starvation. And that's what they're after. It does create so. So yesterday, uh, I had Robert Bryce on, who is an energy expert, and we were talking about um, wind projects in Wyoming that are killing uh, golden eagles, all kinds of birds, and then also these offshore wind projects uh, that are killing endangered whales. So the hypocrisy of this uh, that she says she wants to to uh, take take thirty percent of the ocean where we cannot. Um, Fish, when fish, you know, fish is food for human beings. I mean, let's, let's connect that dot. Uh, but yet they are, have a blind eye to, if they really are wanting to protect the fish, these whales that are washing up on the eastern seaboard. So this is not about protecting the fish because the fish are our friends. This is about taking away food sources or taking energy sources away that, as you say, ultimately there will be people that will starve if these policies continue on. Did Robert also include what was happening with the whales, not only the eastern shore of the United States, but Scotland? No, we did not talk about that. Yeah, Scotland has an offshore wind project that is more intense than the one we have offshore in the East Coast. And the whales in the, uh, it was reported two weeks ago that there's a massive number of dead whales showing up on the beaches of Scotland. By the way, within one week of that being announced was when uh, Nikolai, I can't think of the name, the Prime Minister, Nikolai Sturgeon. Funny that we talk about Sturgeon. Yeah, Nikolai Sturgeon, the Prime Minister of Scotland, resigned one week later. But this is a global problem, and you're spot on. This is the hypocrisy, talking about removing 30% of the oceans from fishing. because. And Jane Fonda literally said, Kim, that the family members are sad when their offspring are are hunted and fished and eaten by humans they shouldn't have feelings and know that humans are eating them they know that they want to survive they have an instinct of survival and reproduction that's the only thing a fish knows god put those fish here for us to number one provide a habitat that enables them to live and thrive and then to provide sustenance to human beings period that's what they're here for for the food system and the whole chain of life 
So, Trent, what you're saying is Jane Fonda was at the United Nations saying that she wanted to um, support, that she was in support of the sanctity of the fish family. But yet we have the radical left that they are trying to decimate the uh, sanctity of uh, the human family. And, and one step further where I thought you were going to go, promote that women are allowed to kill babies. So we can yeah. abort nearly 1 million babies in the United States, 41 million around the world each year, but yet we petition the United Nations for the feelings of the fish that we do not fish them in 30% of the oceans of the world. You know, okay, you bring up a, a, an important topic because Colorado is at the tip of the spear, and you and I decided to have you come on uh, once a week because Colorado is in trouble and that we need to, to talk about these issues. And so we had a, 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 a new uh, Republican House of Representatives, um, Bradley. I think it was, oh, no, 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 it was uh, Stephanie Luck. Uh, and, and actually, she's um, been in the House of Representatives um, for several years. She brought forward a, a piece of legislation that at least in Colorado, before an abortion, because we know that babies can feel pain in the procedure, to at least have a painkiller that would be administered to the baby uh, when this occurs. And that that um, did not even make it out of committee. And so here you've got Jane Fonda wanting to be compassionate towards fish families, but yet we have the radical activist Democrats that are, are controlling Colorado right now don't even have the compassion for at least a painkiller. I mean, it's, it's so cruel what's going on, I can't even believe it, Trent Luce. That may be a bipartisan critical component of this equation because this past week, Montana became one of those abortion sanctuary states. They had the Republicans that could have shut it down, but the Republicans were afraid to take a stand for the right to life. And that's why it lo- I, I'm not laying this on the, uh, the hands of the Democrats. We have a bunch of people who pretend to be conservatives who do not represent the conservative values that they supposedly are put there. What happened in Montana last week is, is just abhorrent to what this political system has become. You know, and to that point, I was having a conversation with a very good friend of mine this last summer. And it, this is a cultural thing. And we and we have out here the the. Um, Consultant Republican class is counseling a number of uh, Republican candidates to stay away from social issues. We're not going to have a country if we don't actually start to talk about these important issues. But we need to, my, my friend said, Kim, my hope would be that at some point in time we didn't even have to talk about this regarding legislation, that, that every person valued life so much in our culture that this was not even a question. And I, I, I said, that's where we really do want to go is that, and, and, and you take a look at the um, declaration of independence, that life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. I mean, right in there is life and, uh, and we need to protect the most vulnerable uh, in life. And that is, um, you know, our little babies. So uh, Trent, this goes way too quickly. We, I, I didn't realize that when we got to 20, 30 by 30, we'd be over here on that particular conversation, but it is important because they are all connected. And I didn't realize Jane Fonda was at, at the UN. My gosh, uh, we'll, we'll talk about her when we come back in just a moment. And we have these important conversations because of great sponsors. Yesterday, Lauren Levy was in studio with Karen Levine. Lauren Levy is an expert in the mortgage arena, great sponsor of the Kim Munson Show, as well as America's Veterans Stories.
Inflation is rocking our boats, especially for individuals on fixed incomes. If you are 62 years or older, mortgage specialist with Polygon Financial Group, Lauren Levy, can help you navigate this inflation squeeze with a reverse mortgage. Additionally, if you are considering buying a new home, refinancing your existing home, or consolidating high interest debt, it's not too late to lock in an interest rate before interest rates increase again. Don't wait. Kim Munson recommends you call Lauren Levy today at 303-880-8881 for a no-cost consultation. That's Lauren Levy at 303-880-8881. Three Points Financial, a comprehensive fee-only financial and tax-focused company, considers all the pieces of a client's financial life. There are no sales or commissions involved, and all advice is fiduciary, putting the client first. Mary Alpers and Steve Cruz, co-owners of Three Points Financial, take time to work with you regarding decisions that affect your financial present and future. Whatever is happening in our world and with our economy, you have financial goals that matter. And Three Points Financial offers personal, real-time plans for savings, retirement, investments, and taxes, both tax efficiency and preparation. There is no better time than now to focus on your financial situation. If you are interested in learning more, contact ThreePointsFinancial.com to schedule a no-obligation introductory call. Mom, why is it so cold in the house? Is the thermostat broken? The Public Utilities Commission approved another rate increase, and I can't afford the bill. Colorado families are struggling to make ends meet. It's time to hold the Colorado Public Utilities Commission accountable and take the burden off our families. Don't get cold feet. Turn up the heat on the Colorado Public Utilities Commission. Visit nomorerateincreases.com to make your voice heard. Paid for by Americans for Prosperity. We don't smoke marijuana. Uh, welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter there. And you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. Trent Luce, you've got my, my blood pressure going. Trent Luce is a sixth-generation farmer and rancher. Uh, he's traveled the world uh, to talk about American farming and ranching, which has been feeding themselves, us, in the urban area, and the world. And uh, that is under assault right now, our energy security, our food security. And uh, we're talking about this uh, 30 by 30 executive order that Joe Biden signed one week after um, he went into uh, uh, into the Oval Office. And you mentioned Jane Fonda. And I, I just got to I just as you know, I do all this work over here with America's Veterans Stories. And this week, this Sunday on America's Veterans Stories, we will be rebroadcasting an interview that I did with Ted Gostas. And he was referred to me by a couple of our listeners up in uh, Wyoming, and up in Cheyenne, and Ted lived in Cheyenne. And he just passed on at the end of January, and so we wanted to rebroadcast it because, in honor of him, Trent. And uh, he was scheduled to, I think he was just about finished with his tour in Vietnam, when um, I think it was the Tet Offensive, he was cap- maybe not. He was captured, and I think he was a prisoner of war for five years. Steve, you can probably help me out on this because I know you're working on the details on that. But uh, he was a prisoner of war, and the beatings that that he had, the the abuse, 
Um, and it got to a point where he didn't have much water. He was even drinking his own urine. And he was a, a POW in Vietnam. And you mentioned Jane Fonda. In 1972, she went to our enemy, North Vietnam, and she sat on an anti-aircraft gun and did a photo op there. And so there she was, and um, tearing down America back in 1972, and here she is at the UN uh, with this 30 by 30. Um, very, very, I, I don't know what to say. I'll just leave it at that, Trent Luce. I do want a new title when you introduce me every Wednesday, though, Kim. Trent Luce, a better stress test than you can get at your local hospital. Because <laughs> I had your blood boiling, so I'm testing your stress level. And, and I don't want Jane Fonda to hijack this 3030 because it's it's bigger than Jane Fonda. And I, and I just want to put it into context. The federal government wants another 30% of the land to be returned to its natural state. That is on top of the federal government currently owning 28% of the United States landmass. State governments own about 4.5%. So between the existing ownership of federal and state land, the government currently owns 33%. One in three acres in the United States are currently owned by the federal government, if the federal and state government. If, in fact, they accomplish this conservation easements program to increase their control by another 30%. Two in three acres of the United States landmass would then be owned and managed by federal and or state government. That is okay. a path of starvation that we cannot allow to happen. Okay, and that is so important because I know Rosemary is, uh, if she's listening, we were talking about conservation easements this weekend. And so th- th- my understanding is, is that a landowner could get a, a tax break maybe for putting their land in a conservation easement and then upon their death, the government controls it. And tell, do I have a grasp on that or what is a conservation easement? Conservation easement, and it happens every single day, they're reporting that 12% of the United States landmass is currently in a conservation easement. You could have a conservation easement for uh, an endangered species. You could have a conservation easement for wind power, whatever the case may be. What you do is you sign a document in perpetuity saying that you will never alter the state of your property without permission from the holder of the conservation easement. So ultimately, if you sign a conservation easement, you have just given up your right to use your land as you see fit for perpetuity, because most of these conservation easements are for perpetuity. Conservation easements are written by third-party entities such as the Nature's Conservancy, and that's just one example. Many Many wildlife organizations write conservation easements, and they tie those into the government partnership with Nature's Conservancy. So ultimately, when you sign a conservation easement and you get paid a a fee, whatever that you agree to in terms of what you're going to get paid for your conservation easement on that property, but you have just signed over development rights not only for your lifetime, but for perpetuity, as long as anybody in your family owns that or whoever purchases it, the conservation easement is attached to that property forever. Per- the word perpetuity means forever. So this, okay, Trent, uh, Trent this looks like this is fascism to me because um, 
or maybe that maybe that's not the right word uh, uh, socialism well, well basically you you have your land but you can't do with it what you want so it takes away the freedom of your right. decision on your land and um it's totalitarianism for sure kim you probably know the number but there's a bill in the colorado legislature right now that if passed would not allow you a landlord in a city limits to determine what if you were, had a rental property you cannot determine what your rent fees are going to be the city ordinance will determine what your rent rent fees are going to be and do you know the number yeah we talked about it yesterday so let me see if i can find which one that was because karen talked about it so i'll, and, I'll and, yeah but continue regardless on. of the number the concept is the same you're giving your right of your property to a government entity to tell you what you're going to do with your property. We call this the Bolshevik Revolution. We call this where Russia, at the end of World War One, decided that they knew how to take care of land better than the peasants that were taking, taking care of the land. And the peasants should just work for the state. That's exactly what's taking place today. The Bolshevik Revolution is happening. And you can either take a stand and say, no, you're not going to tell me how to utilize my property. And we're going to get back to the basic concept of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And that is accomplished through private property rights. And I'm going to remind people, they think, well, I don't have a a spread. I don't have a big ranch. It's not going to affect me. Go tell Tara Lynn that. Tara Lynn Romero, who has less than a third of an or two-thirds of an acre, 0.6 acres, point six of an acre and they're telling her the same thing it's all under this guise of we know how to handle your property better than you do you will be happy and own nothing well and to that point and i've had tara lynn romero on and you're the one that connected me with her and in fact buzzfeed she just had a national article on this uh but the jefferson county commissioners here in in colorado um they want to take uh, she has 0.6 acres, I think it is, and they want to take um, almost half of that because uh, that property uh, borders uh, Bear Creek. And uh, the Jefferson County commissioners want people, the community wants to be able to dip their toe in Bear Creek. And in order to do so, they want to take Tara Lynn's land to do that uh, because it's for the community. But let's take a, wor- a look at the root word of community. It's is the same root word of communism. I think people need to connect that dot. And so when you have uh, PBIs, these politicians, bureaucrats, and interests of parties that are doing things for the community. And when I was on city council, uh, we heard our Republicans would talk about community, community. It's not the responsibility of government to provide a community. It's the responsibility of government to protect our God-given rights of life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. And that is, and and foundational in that, Trent Luce, is property rights. It is property rights, and the U.S. Constitution gives us the roadmap on how we preserve them, because the premise, and the Founding Fathers wrote a constitution knowing what they had just lived through with the King of England, and they put a document in place that said, that, that basically said, you have the opportunity to maintain freedom, but you have to continue to achieve it. It's not going to be given to you by government. 
Well, absolutely. And we are in this dangerous time. I'm, I'm excited though. Let's, let's have some hope. And, and Trent is going to stay on through our call-in and text time. Now the text messages are really, uh, coming in and I'll try to get to some of those. Uh, but we've got just a little bit of time and, we're at a dangerous time. I really think we're at our 1775 moment for this generation. We're in the third founding of our country. And I know that sounds really serious, but yet as I see everyday people realize what is happening, they're stepping forward, uh, 400 and some people to, at your meeting in Valentine in Nebraska. Uh, I do, uh, I, I wish that Montana would have, uh, the Republicans of Montana would have, you know, really taken a stand on this bedrock thing of life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. But we'll continue to take, uh, we'll continue to take small steps on this, Trent, Trent Luce. But, um, be, you know, what? give us some hope on this whole thing. Uh, well, I was going to bring up the other bad thing that happened in the Colorado legislature this last oh, week. Go ahead, go ahead and do that. And, and, and we did talk about then, that bill yesterday. You talked about the county authority to prohibit firearm discharge? No, we did not talk about that when we talked about the rent control one. Uh, but right. we, t- I can't remember if we talked about that or that one was on my mind. Yeah. But well, yes, we did talk about that. So yeah, explain that. Yeah. Well, this bill has now passed third reading in the House, headed to the Senate. And basically, it's, uh, it's encouraging counties to enforce a law that says you cannot discharge your firearm on your own property. But what else? That's crazy. No, that's a violation of the Second Amendment. And we need to have constitutional sheriffs that will not, if that passes, it is totally unconstitutional. And again, this assault on. Let me just let me just close with a bit of good news on that regard. You're you're spot on. That is the answer. The Constitution says that the sheriff is the ultimate control in the county. The state of Illinois passed something very similar in this legislative session already in 2023. And of the 104 counties in the state of Illinois, last count I knew of, 76 of them, 76 of the county sheriffs had publicly proclaimed that they would not enforce this this law put forth by the state of Illinois because it was a violation of the Second Amendment. That's exactly the answer. And that's why these elections are so important. And uh, so let's... Um, Let's continue the conversation. Uh, these are such important conversations, and and that's a great segue into the Institute for Pure and Applied Knowledge, IPAC-EDU, uh, this great education model that Dr. James Lines-Weiler has put together for the intellectually curious so that we can understand what's going on, and uh, he, they currently have their spring um, registration open. You can find that at IPAC-EDU.org. That's IPAC-EDU.org, and uh, just uh, another great sponsor of the show. What do Albert Einstein, Thomas Edison, and Nikola Tesla have in common? None of these men graduated from college, but each of them had enormous intellectual curiosity. Scientist Dr. James Lyons Weiler is creating a new kind of educational model for the busy, intellectually curious, IPAC-EDU. Classes are affordable and interactive, and experts in each of their fields with courses in biology, philosophy, analytics, health and wellness, political science, chemistry, regenerative science, and psychology. There is a spring 2023 course for you. Dash over to IPACEDU.org. IPAC-EDU.org for more information and to register. 
That's ipac-edu.org. Every family needs a healthcare team that has your child's best interest as the priority, and Roots Medical is proud to offer exactly that. At Roots Medical, we strive to empower and educate both parent and child about the importance of gut health, how to implement healthy changes in the home, and of course, all of the benefits that come with a fully optimized immune system. Same day and sickness appointments are available and easy to schedule. For more information, visit rootsmedical.net. That's R O O T S medical.net. Roots Medical, getting to the root of your healthcare concerns. Finding a firearm or training course can be intimidating for anyone, especially when you're new at it. Franktown has everything you need to get started or to improve with a firearm. Franktown is a family-friendly gun store and are invested in the success of their customers, no matter what your age, gender, or experience level is. Franktown sells firearms and ammo at or below MSRP, has an indoor range on site, and offers tactical and safety training. Franktown Firearms is always a safe and easygoing environment environment for all customers. Come to Franktown for a comfortable, no-pressure experience when shopping or learning about your firearm with approachable experts dedicated to your development as the owner of a firearm. Franktown Firearms has everything you need to get started and or to improve on any background experience. Visit klzradio.com slash franktown to schedule your firearms training today or find more information at franktownfirearms.com. Franktown Firearms, where friends are made. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter there. And you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. Uh, and we are working on some marketing things that we're doing. And I greatly appreciate it if uh, you would go to my website and put in some comments about the show. Positive, uh, love that, but also negative, or I wouldn't say negative. I would say things we can improve upon uh, because we are always striving for excellence. And you can do that at KimMunson.com. And we're talking about totalitarianism, um, kind of bad guys, and um, people that want to control other people's lives is uh, antithetical to the American idea. And that is why helping the USMC Memorial Foundation with their fundraising for the remodel of the Marine Memorial is so important because our military has put their lives on the line or given their lives. Uh, to stand up against bad guys and to stand up for this American idea. And it's important to honor them. And you can do that by going to USMC Memorial Foundation. Uh, org. You can make a small donation, greatly appreciated. A big donation, greatly appreciated. And again, again, that is USMC Memorial Foundation.org. Uh, Trent Luce, Colorado is in the crosshairs of, uh, we're at the tip of the spear. We are in trouble. There is no doubt about it because the radical activists have taken over the Democrat party. Uh, here in Colorado, and they are pushing the agenda. And we reported a couple of days ago or yesterday that the Department of Justice is using our own tax money, $231 million, to address, I have this in air quotes, gun violence. But I will say, actually, what they want to do is to address everyday people having firearms and being able to discharge, discharge them uh, to protect themselves against the bad guys. And 4.1 million is going to be coming to Colorado. So they'll be doling that out to NGOs, nonprofits, you know, working on the narrative. Uh, but $231 million in, in 49 states. 
uh, it will be used. And again, that's coming from the Department of Justice. That is our money, the taxpayers' money, to be used against us. What's your thoughts on that, Trent Luce? They will continue to encroach upon our rights until we put our foot down and say no more. You know, and, and here's the deal, Kim. You and I are talking about this. You have a great listener base. But in the big picture, there's still too many people that don't know anything's going on. So my question is, what do we do to awaken those that are just going about their daily lives, not understanding what's happening to the future of their kids? That's what I try to find out every single day. How do we reach people who are currently not paying attention? Well, we are working at growing our reach and equipping our listeners to be able to engage with friends, family, and colleagues. I think it's got to be from this ground up, grassroots, people understanding the issues and having the courage to talk to others about it. Trent, that's that's my first solution. You, th- What do you think? I, I think it is as well. And just to have one other part of that, too many people, when they have the courage, they think that it doesn't make a difference. Well, so many initiatives start with one little pebble and then a rolling down the hill, it turns into a giant snowball. It takes one champion to get something to happen, and I just don't want anybody thinking that. I'll give you a quick example. I know we got some callers, but this is National FFA Week. Formerly it was called Future Farmers of America, but it's National FFA Week where we celebrate the ag education and industrial arts that we have within our school systems and high school. And there was a, there's been a movement to remove FFA from rural schools because they think it costs too much. Well, the hands-on learning aspect has always been the best. In rural Michigan, in 2002, the school wanted to shut down the ag program, and one young man in his graduation speech, despite being told not to bring up FFA, talked about how he had to live with every decision that he made every day for the rest of his life, but he said, I also have to live with the decisions that I don't make every day for the rest of my life. And he put on an FFA sash in front of that graduating class, in front of that community. Kim, I'm here to tell you, 21 years later, they still have FFA in that high school in Harbor Beach, Michigan, because Daniel Nowenski, at at the age of 18, understood he needed to be the one person to make a difference. Mm -hmm. Okay, and uh, I will just tell you, when I was in high school, this is going to date me, but um, <laughs> I was the FFA sweetheart for their FFA banquet. So that. Uh, <laughs> so, so, hey, we have... Your whole life, have you? I see. <laughs> well, some people think so, and some people don't. But uh, Yvonne in, in uh, Fort Collins is on the line. Yvonne, what's on your radar? Um, thank you, Kim. I'd like to um, remind people... Um, that might not know this, that in other countries, um, specifically, I know Mexico, but probably most of Latin America, but um, I'm not sure of that. There's a lot of countries there. People, this is the difference between those countries and probably in other places, too, and the United States. In the United States, people own their property. For, and for instance, if oil is discovered on your property, that is something of value to you. In other countries... In many other countries, you own your property on a surface level, but you don't own the mineral rights to it. You don't own you don't own what's under your property. That is all government owned. So if you all wonder where we're going, I mean, I've forever been trying to tell people that it is the foreigners, the expats and whatever who can shed light on this. This is where we're going. You will not 
own your property except on a very surface kind of um, level. Uh, and that's important. And Yvonne has uh, firsthand experience because uh, she lived in a different uh, Latin American Latin American country for many years. Yvonne, I, I so appreciate your your perspective on this. Thank you. Thank you. So I might just I might I might just add, Yvonne, you could include Canada in that because you could live over the greatest oil reserve in Canada, and that, those mineral rights are not yours. Yeah. Okay, uh, important point. I I want to get to just a couple of text messages. Lots of great ones think, coming in here. Um, there were some ch- challenges regarding commercial fishing. Maybe we'll we'll take that on. Let me make a note and we'll take that subject on on some point here. Uh, but somebody said, how about the uh, radical liberals? Uh, lead by example and not eat for 30 days to save the food sources. And they said that Jane Fonda can be first. What do you think about that, Trent? Uh, I'll help. Just tell me where to sign up. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Um, another another uh, listener says, make an example and put a lawmaker in jail with a citizen's arrest, I assume, if they're passing things that are unconstitutional. But, Trent, I, I want to make a point here. I have written a piece that we published uh, published a couple of weeks ago, and I titled it, uh, radical Democrats and Republican consultants complicit in Colorado's troubles. And I mentioned this Prop 123, which was an initiative that was passed narrowly by the people of Colorado because a lot of money came in to, to uh, convince people to vote for it. $6.6 million, primarily from the radical activist left. But we had Republicans that were complicit in them, in this. And one of those is a former state GOP chair. Uh, who was actually paid to go out on the stump in favor of this. But one of the things that was in this Prop 123, and it was supposedly to address affordable housing, was called a land banking trust. And uh, what I saw that is, once again, government would be controlling land, and it was uh, just reeked of cronyism. Um, a quick comment on that, Trent Luce. At every turn, Kim, you see government at every level, not just the federal level, state, and in some cases, the county level. People need to engage at the county level. So many times we get hung up on what's happening in Washington, D.C., and think that that's going to come down and bite us. It may. But what is happening at your county level or your city level is going to bite you quicker and make a greater impact into what's going on for your kids and the next generations to come. We cannot allow these encroachments of federal control of the land and our property any longer. You may be a renter in the middle of Colorado Springs. You still have property. Your thoughts are your own property. And what we're angling for here is that you can't even have your own thoughts. You have to think the way of the government. That's what you're trying to stop. Absolutely. And that goes to uh, with Jack Phillips with Masterpiece Cake Shop. When you have government says that if you do not affirm something, we're going to take your business or or we're going to say that you can't do your business. We are in a dangerous spot. And and it goes to this is uh, this is actually Washington's birthday. And he realized how important freedom of speech is. And uh, if you if, if you limit speech, censor speech, then you're headed right there censoring thoughts. And again, our, our thoughts, who we are, is under assault right now. Trent Luce, it goes by really quickly, uh, but uh, we will talk to you again next Wednesday about these important issues because um, we're at a, a very important time in our country. So, Trent Luce, thank you so much. You're cutting me loose already. 
<laughs> I, I am. And you can find him at Trent Luce, L-O-O-S, media.com or at B-E-K-T-V. And uh, we will talk to him again next week. And so George Washington said this. He said, but if the laws are to be so trampled upon with impunity, we can say Colorado legislature and governor, and a minority is to dictate to the majority, there is an input at one stroke to Republican government and nothing but anarchy and confusion is to be expected thereafter. And that is George Washington. Happy birthday. So, my friends, today, be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals, and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you, and God bless America. And I don't